An entitled brat gets me in trouble with corporate at the store I work with, all because I said PlayStation is better than Nintendo. And I'm honestly blown away that I got written up in the first place for a childish argument such as this. Here's what happened. So back in 2007, I was 23 at the time, and I worked for a large video game chain. Now this was shortly after the Nintendo Wii came out, and we were always sold out of the product. Every single morning, we would have a line of customers that would wait around for our daily deliveries to see if we had any new Wii's coming in. So one evening I was working a fairly slow shift and these two kids came in and started chatting with my coworker and I. Both of them were probably about 14 years old and came around pretty frequently. One of the kids started talking about how great and wonderful the Nintendo Wii was. He started asking for my opinion and I simply told him that it was a good console but that I was not a fan of the idea of motion controls and didn't want to get one for myself. I then went on to say that I was more of a fan of PlayStation myself. He then started to lose his mind over this. Well, I should say that he pretended to lose his mind over this. I mean, come on, you could tell he wasn't really upset that I didn't like the Wii and that he just wanted to mess around with me. He started to demand that I say the Wii was the greatest and that there was no other better console. To be honest, it was getting a bit much, so I just stood my ground and continued to say that the Wii was not something that I liked. Now, at this point, the kid actually started getting really frustrated because I would not say what he wanted me to say. And at this point, I think he was starting to get upset for real this time instead of just messing with me from before. He then pulled out the manager card. He told me that he knew the district manager and that if I did not say that the Wii was the best console out there, that he would then report me to the district manager. Now, anyone that works in retail has probably heard that line before, so I just brushed it off and kept my position. The kid and his friend eventually stomped off and I thought that was the end of it, but boy was I wrong. I come to find out that this kid actually did know the district manager. He ended up going to the district manager and came up with some lie about how I was extremely rude and an overall jerk to him specifically. Well, as a result, the district manager immediately wrote me up about it. She did not talk to my store manager or my coworker who was there that night before putting in the paperwork. After writing me up, the district manager called my store manager to go over the write-up. Needless to say, my store manager was shocked. She immediately defended me, saying that there is no way that I would treat a customer that way. The district manager at this point realizes that she may have been a little rash in her decision to write me up and asked the store manager to investigate the event. So my coworker and I arrived that afternoon and sat down with a store manager themselves. She tells me that I've been written up because I was so rude to some kid earlier in the week. I tell her my side of the story and my coworker tells her what he saw as well. My store manager went back to the district manager, told my side of the story as well as my coworker's version. The district manager ended up going back to the kid and finally figured out that he had lied to her. The next time that I had to work, I got a face-to-face visit from the district manager. She starts apologizing to me for writing me up without even looking into the event in question. But she told me that she cannot undo the write-up. That once the paperwork goes through, that it cannot be undone. I always wondered if she could have reversed the write-up, but said that she couldn't in order to save her own skin. As for the kid, he was forced to give me an apology. The store manager then gave me the option on whether he would be banned from the store or not. I was even given the option to permanently ban him, but I didn't want him bitter over a stupid mistake. I ended up making the ban for something like three months or something along those lines. I never did see that kid after he got banned, even after the ban had lifted, and I kind of wonder if he was too embarrassed to show up while I work there. But you know what? Nowadays, I actually prefer Nintendo over PlayStation, but I am still not a big fan of the Nintendo Wii.
Wow, I can't believe someone tried to get you in trouble. All because you said, no, I don't like Nintendo, and I prefer PlayStation overall. Like, seriously, imagine going to work and getting written up by the district manager all because you express your opinion. And then this stupid brat gets you in trouble by making up some awful lie about the way you treated them. Like, you didn't treat them like garbage. In fact, you didn't even do anything at all. All you did was refuse to say exactly what that kid wanted you to say. And that clearly angered him enough so that he would try and get the district manager on you. And honestly, I think you could have gone above the district manager if you really wanted that paperwork reversed. I'm pretty sure that they were just being super lazy about it and they didn't want to admit their mess up to corporate, who absolutely would have dropped the hammer on them specifically. And when it comes to that kid getting banned, honestly, if I was in your shoes, I probably would have been a bit more severe than a three-month ban. This kid probably thought he could do whatever he wanted at these stores, all because he knew the district manager. He knew that he always had that option in his back pocket so that any awful behavior he would exhibit at these stores could then be excused by throwing out the name of the district manager as if that's going to protect them from getting some kind of punishment. So honestly, good for you for banning that kid for three months. That little brat was completely out of line and he absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for supposedly publicly shaming my sister-in-law after she makes a big deal about how awful she looked at my wedding. Here's what happened. So I got married to my husband this past July. Our wedding theme was fairy court. We only invited close family and friends and requested that they wear jewelry toned dresses and suit jackets. The wedding was in a sort of a forest. We also took photos with everyone, not just the wedding party itself, which only consisted of a best man and a maid of honor. Well, my sister-in-law, who's in her mid-twenties, shows up in a blush pink dress and her boyfriend in a cream suit jacket. She thought that this would make her pop, I guess. I mean, she is an attention seeker by testimony of everyone except for her mom. But honestly, the joke was on her. My dress was gold and shimmery and my husband was in an emerald green jacket. Also, I was wearing a full-on crown, so there was no mistaking who the bride was. When the photographer asked me if she should Photoshop them a bit just to make them blend in more, since we went with a dramatic photo style that emphasized the deep jewelry tones and the darkness of the forest, I ended up telling her not to bother. Just make them look nice, but don't change the colors or anything like that. Well, I received the photos four days ago, and I posted them on Instagram, with most of them ending up on Facebook, since most of our older relatives still use it exclusively. And honestly, my sister-in-law and her boyfriend look completely out of place, and they were almost washed out entirely. Well, she then had the nerve to comment on my post, and it was very passive-aggressive, something along the lines of washing her out to make herself stand out more. But I responded by saying that she washed herself out by literally ignoring the wedding themes. She then eventually deleted her comment. But then we met last night at my in-laws and it was an accident, not planned or anything like that. She said pretty much the same thing, so I repeated that she was washed out because the photo style that we chose emphasized deep colors. That's why we asked people to wear what they wore. Things escalated from there and it ended up with me telling her that she looked like absolute garbage in our photos and that she was just a jealous little woman who thought she could upstage me with a $30 dress the color of diluted Pepto-Bismol. She then started crying and eventually left. Now my mother-in-law says that I owe my sister-in-law an apology for publicly shaming her, as well as insulting her for her looks. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly, I don't think you're the jerk at all. For starters, I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who listened to the story that you did not insult her on her looks. You only said the color of her dress was out 
out of place and that literally is her own problem. Also, everybody else could show up with a dress code in mind, so why could your sister-in-law not do the same? Like seriously, that's so irresponsible and that's so weird. She was clearly trying to stand out and upstage you at your wedding. That's such a stupid thing to do and honestly, I would be really upset as well if that happened to me. So no, I don't think you're the jerk here. It really seems like your sister-in-law was trying to start a fight or somehow shame you for the way that they dressed at your wedding. When honestly, with all things considered, the way she looked at your wedding is completely her fault. My husband is absolutely convinced that I have been cheating on him. But despite the fact that I keep telling him that no, I haven't cheated on him and I never would, he is still convinced that I'm going behind his back. And now he's given me an ultimatum. I can either confess to cheating on him or he's going to leave me entirely. And now I honestly don't know what to do. So I first want to say that this is such a wild situation. I don't even know how to explain it without sounding crazy. My husband and I have been married for five years and we don't have any children. There are several issues in the relationship, but they are way too in-depth to get into in this post. My husband has always exhibited some degree of paranoia, but not just about cheating as suggested in the title. However, it has been related to a fear or like this paranoia about cheating on multiple occasions. The other night, my husband got drunk and started telling me that the only possible way to fix our relationship is if I admit that I've done something. He says he knows something is going on, and if I don't tell him what it is, he is going to leave me. He said that he's let me convince him in the past, but that he won't be convinced this time that nothing has happened. It's also very important to note here that obviously, I have not cheated or kept anything from him. And I said this to him multiple times. Numerous times when I said that, he would smirk as if he caught me in a lie and say that he can see it and that there's no point in hiding it. We had this back and forth for about an hour and he kept telling me how good I am at lying and convincing him that I'm not cheating. He kept saying things like, just admit it, as well as also saying, we have no chance of being okay if you don't tell me that you're cheating. Now, I told him I had no idea what to do and that I felt backed into a corner since he was basically telling me I had to lie to him and tell him that I did something that I didn't or else he was going to leave me. It was very scary and very miserable. I mean, he was relentless. I said I didn't know what to say, but he just said, yes, you do. And I said, well, you're just completely wrong. I haven't done anything and I have not hid anything from you. He admitted that he had no proof, but he said that it's the truth that I did something. He then said to me, if I've ever been right about anything to do with anybody in any type of relationship that I've ever had with another person, then trust me, I'm right about this one. He also told me that I'm breaking his heart, and if I don't admit it, it's my fault that he'll never be able to trust anyone ever again. I'm completely freaked out and utterly devastated. I can't convince him, even though I can account for everywhere I've been. I mean, I have a very tight schedule that involves me being around other people who could clearly vouch for where I've been and when I've been there. Even if I could, I feel like the way he was talking to me and the hour-long accusations might have changed the way I feel about him. The next day, I told him that even if he does manage to be convinced, I don't know if I will ever get over that conversation and about how he so clearly thinks and feels about me. He still doesn't believe me, but said he'd try to, even though that's what he's done in the past. But trust me, it's never been quite this bad before. Now, given that this topic came up again, I'm fairly certain that even if he tries to believe me, it will only happen again eventually. Ever since that incident, he has hardly been speaking to me, and I honestly don't feel good about it at all. I mean, should I try to keep talking to him? Is there some kind of way for me to get over how badly I feel towards him right now? I honestly feel so crazy, and I now don't know what to do. Wow, what a crazy situation to be in. And I don't say that this sounds crazy in like the hypothetical sense. Like, seriously, your husband sounds insane. 
Like, look at his behavior. This guy is utterly convinced that you are cheating on him without having any kind of evidence or anything going on to prove that you are cheating with him. Like, he legitimately does not sound well mentally. And in my opinion, this is a massive red flag. Because here's the thing. Even if you did lie and say, okay, I cheated on you, whatever. He is then just going to hold that over your head and try and treat you like garbage for the rest of your life. Even if you do decide to stay with him or not. Like, this guy seriously sounds like there's something going on in his brain. And that is not something I would take lightly in the slightest. I know if I was in your shoes, there's no way on earth I would put up with this for a single second. Like, I am not about to put up with somebody treating me like that. There's no way that's going to happen. The other possibility is maybe he's the one that's actually doing the cheating. Sometimes from, like, personal experience from, like, family members in my own life, it really seems like when the other person is like, oh, you're the one that's cheating. They are clearly just projecting because in reality, they're the one that's cheating. And it's honestly such an awful thing to do and there's no good reason to treat someone like that. So you know what? I don't blame you for being upset. The way he's acting is incredibly insane. And I know if I was in your shoes, I would be very slow to forgive him as well because he accused you of something absolutely awful and there is no good excuse for the way he's treating you. Would I be the jerk if I didn't sign my co-worker's farewell card after she treated me like garbage right before I was about to clock out? Here's what happened. So I started a new job a month and a half ago. I am still learning a lot as I'm working with completely new systems and protocols. My shift is from 8 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon with half an hour of unpaid lunch Monday through Friday. My co-worker will call her Louise, that's not her real name, works part-time herself but on days that she's here, we're scheduled to finish at the same time. I usually start to get ready to leave 3 minutes before 4, which includes clearing my desk for tomorrow, logging out of my computer and collecting my things all before leaving at 4. Today I was a few seconds early and was ready to go when Louise stops me. She says to me, you're leaving early. You're paid to work until 4, but you're always packing up 3 to 4 minutes beforehand. It's as if you hate being here. This took me by surprise, and I thought she was joking, because all day I hear her complain about everything, whether it's significant or not. And maybe this was some kind of sarcasm, but she seemed genuinely annoyed with me. I'm not very confrontational, especially when I'm new and I'd rather just not get in trouble so early. So I said to her, that's not the case at all. I just want to leave on time because if I'm a minute late, I miss the bus and it would make my trip even longer back home. She says to me, that's your reason? Um, I'm a temporary staff member, but I still work overtime even though I'm not paid. But you are just itching to go. It's really telling of how much you actually like it here. I kind of just stood there waiting for if there was any more she wanted to say. And then she said the following, but I don't care. I'm leaving next week, so do whatever you want. And then she just carries on passive-aggressively. I ended up just leaving right after that, but this really upset me because I'm trying my best despite not being familiar with anything. I mean, I already feel like an outsider because of others' treatments, and she herself would only ever talk to me if I made a mistake that she wanted to point out or just making me aware of work that I already knew about. If she had the time to notice when I left, I would have also hoped that she would notice that I work throughout lunches, and sometimes I'm not eating at all just to make sure that my work for the day is done and to cut me some slack. I mean, she takes, what, five to ten minutes to leisurely walk around, which has nothing to do with her work, all just to make tea multiple times, which clearly takes time away from her actually doing her job. I mean, I didn't bring that up to her because, honestly, who cares? And on top of that, she's leaving the company. I honestly want nothing to do with her anymore. I mean, maybe I'll say hello or goodbye, considering the fact that she would go around telling people how rude I am, especially if I decide to just ignore her. But eventually, because she's leaving, a farewell card is being passed around to give to her on the last day. And since we 
work in the same office, I'm expected to sign and write a nice note. But honestly, after my last interaction, nothing nice seems to come to mind. So would I be the jerk if I didn't sign her leaving card after that? What should I do? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, your coworker sounds like a piece of work. She's clearly just a disgruntled employee who's obviously trying to look for faults in others when she's the one doing the exact thing she's complaining about. I can't stand working with people like that, and honestly, it is a blessing in disguise that she is leaving. She's not going to have any sway over how you're perceived in the office, and you won't have to deal with her horrible attitude ever again, which is really nice. But you know what? In my opinion, I think you really should sign that card regardless. Here's the thing. Corporate America is all about playing the game. You need to pretend like you're friends with everybody else just to get by. It's an unfortunate thing that you sign up for in any kind of corporate setting, and I really think you should play that game just to try and get ahead. And no, you don't need to mean it. You could write something simple and just leave it at that, even if it's just a complete lie. You could even simply say best of luck to you and then put your name at the bottom of it. Like, honestly, it doesn't have to be complicated, but I do think it's a good idea to play the game of the corporate office. It's also important to know that you won't be working with these people for the rest of your life. Like, there's a high likelihood you will switch jobs and you very well could end up in the same office as this Luis lady. And sure, you had a negative interaction in the hallway because she's being a busybody. But you know what? At least you signed her card and wished her well on the way out the door. You could be really nasty about it, but honestly, that's not going to serve you well. She is leaving after all and you have all your co-workers and bosses to report to who are going to be watching your every move. So I don't think you would be the jerk for not signing the card. Instead, I think this would be very detrimental to your career for choosing not to do it because at the end of the day, you're the new person at this job, and it really would be in your best interest to start off with a good impression. Am I the jerk for not allowing my husband to take our daughter out of state to visit his parents? Here's what happened. So to start things off, my husband and I have four kids together. We have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. In total, there's one girl and three boys, with a girl being the oldest. My husband has been determined on taking our daughter out of our resident state of New York to visit his parents in our Arkansas. I am wholeheartedly against the idea and have conveyed that repeatedly. My husband says I'm being selfish by not letting him take our daughter to his parents. I have let him and her travel to various other states, but I do not feel comfortable with her going to my in-laws, and I have put my foot down and said no. Now, for some context, my mother-in-law is just awful. She despises me. She has always said that she wished her son married somebody else. She has accidentally texted the family group chat talking garbage about me. 
when that was meant for other members of her family. She also insinuated that I was having an affair with her husband, and this was supposedly because I went out of my way to help him get medical care for his Alzheimer's. She has repeatedly crossed boundaries that I've set for our children, such as no posting them on social media, no mouth kissing or sharing of food or drinks, especially when you have a cold sore. I mean, come on, that should be obvious. And my mother-in-law is not nice to any of my children. Having been in my house for two weeks just three months ago, not once did she hold either of my youngest children and repeatedly told my oldest kid to go away. Not to mention my mother-in-law is a depressing individual who talks about the death of her loved ones repeatedly. As she held my firstborn baby for the first time, she started sobbing and talked about how she had a stillborn that looked exactly like my baby. Lastly, this woman drinks about two bottles of wine a night all alone. And this is every single night. My father-in-law, on the other hand, is amazing. He used to be very loving to our children and would spend the entire summer with us before his illness took over. Now, he is nonverbal and very short-tempered. He spanked our three-year-old during their last visit to our house. And trust me when I say this, we are a very non-spanking household. I grabbed my kids and took them into another room. Obviously, my kid isn't traumatized, but it made me extremely uncomfortable and I felt like I had to constantly watch my kids when he was around. My husband told me to let it go since his dad doesn't really understand much at this point. While my boundaries are repeatedly crossed, my husband doesn't necessarily agree. He is much more relaxed and lets many things slide. Needless to say, I don't feel comfortable having my five-year-old daughter in their home for many reasons. I've told my husband he's welcome to go visit them alone, but I don't want our daughter going with him. He says the visit isn't centered around his parents, that he wants to go show her where he grew up, to which I responded that if that's the case, then we can all go as a family and you can show all of us at the same time. But he said no, because there's always drama with you and my parents. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? You are not the jerk. Your husband and your mother-in-law are absolutely the jerks. First of all, the fact that your husband's not supporting you in this decision is honestly disgusting. He really needs to pull his head out of you-know-where and realize that his parents are toxic. Sure, his dad doesn't necessarily know what's going on, and he is very much out of the loop when it comes to understanding his surroundings. I mean, Alzheimer's is a horrible disease, and I don't blame you for feeling some kind of sympathy, but his mother absolutely knows better. Her behavior is disgusting, and I don't blame you for saying, no, you're not taking my kid with you. So seriously, you are not the jerk in the situation. Your husband is being an absolute jerk, and the fact that he's not putting his foot down and defending you more honestly speaks volumes about his character. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.